You're listening to All Things SEP, the official Southeast Polk Community School District podcast. And here's our host, Superintendent Dr. Dirk Halepnik. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the All Things SEP podcast. This podcast is intended to be a regular series of brief, informative updates highlighting some of the great things that are happening throughout the Southeast Polk School District. I'm your host, Dirk Halupnik, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as the superintendent here at SEP. Well, since it's now December, on today's podcast, we're going to discuss school and winter weather. With us to talk about this topic is Gary Haynes, the Southeast Polk Director of Buildings and Grounds. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for having me today. Well, thanks for taking the time to to stop by and and talk with us. Tell us some of the things that you and your department do to prepare for winter weather before the season even starts. There's a lot of things we take for granted, but then when you start to think about it, it it entails a lot of different things that we do. Uh, We transition our lawnmowers to snow removal equipment and deliver those to all of our elementaries. We transition all of our vehicles to install the snow plows, sanders, um, and I start bringing ice melt in in September so we have it on hand should we get a a blizzard in October like we've had in the past. Sure, and and that in the past few years has become important because there's been a shortage of of that kind of thing. So uh, that sounds great that you guys are, are way ahead of that. Yeah, I usually order it in August and then I receive it in September. Very cool making sure all the equipment and vehicles are serviced in good working order, uh, finding the staff to complete our tasks, Mm -hmm. and making sure everybody's reviewed and up to date on what we do and familiar with the properties themselves, where the curbs are, where to put the snow and things like that. So organization's a lot of it. With the plow in front of your, your pickup, you need to know where that curb is. Yes, yes. So those are some of the tasks that we prepare for Great. in advance. Great. How about in the, the day or two before a, a major storm is, is forecast? How do you get ready for that? We start in uh, November for sure and watching the extended forecast um, every week, every day to see what things, th- sometimes things change and, and rapidly you bet. come our way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start watching those and as it gets closer, we watch it on a daily basis throughout the day and communicate with each other and make try to make our plans uh, accurate according to that uh, right up until the time it does come because things could change. Right. The reports say different things, so we review those all. Reminds me of the, the old saying my grandpa used to say, and I'm sure a lot of grandpas out there, it's Iowa, if you don't like the weather, just wait an hour. Yeah, yeah. it changes with a snap of a finger. So um, how about once the, the storm is, is here and, and then after that storm, what kind of things do, do you and your department uh, do during and, and after a winter storm? During the storm, we've sat down and we've kind of forecast when it's going to occur um, by checking with several different departments. We've, over the years, zeroed it in on what we will probably get. There's times when it comes to western Iowa and then splits and goes north and south, and we come out pretty well. Um, so we watch the times that it's supposed to occur here, right, you know, by the minute almost prior to that. Um, we w- watch how much precipitation we're going to get, how much snow we're going to get, if there's going to be ice involved. Um, there's times that it might 
the snow forecast uh, where it occurs is going to continue while we're plowing, so we have to keep going over and over and over. Um, so we make that time and determination on what our start times are. I'd have to allow for sleep times for our people. Sure. So we uh, we usually pick which times we'll start at uh, maybe 10 o'clock at night, midnight. Uh, if it's a lesser one, we might start at 2 or 3 in the morning. Got it. Uh, and then we, we have to prepare for uh, uh, our custodians, make sure our sidewalks are clear to each building as well, and they have the equipment that's been given to them to do so. So that, that was a question that I was going to ask you then, that all of those sidewalks at, at the individual building level, then that's the building level custodians that are, that are working on that? Yes, and sometimes it can be more than they can handle, so we help out with our equipment while we're there doing their lots as sure. well and sure. do a lot of the sanding and ice melting. So your crew then handles the, the parking lots? Like you just said, parking okay. lots and the sure. major sidewalks. Uh, custodians will clear, make sure the entrances are all cleared. Perfect. Where we can't get up against the building that well, they take care of those areas and do a great job. Yep, you bet. Kind of the the unsung heroes. It's it's not magic when we come in in the morning that our uh, lots are plowed and we have a clear path to the doorways. That yes. People have been there overnight working their tails off. So, yeah. it's a, I've got great staff. I'm fortunate and blessed to be able to work with the one we have. So, you do a great job. Let's uh, let's walk through what we do um, when winter weather occurs, and and maybe give some people insight into how the whole process works. So, um, you know, as we talked about in the days or day and, and night before, depending on the storm and the the level of forecast that, that's out there, um, we're all following the the weather forecasts. Um, we do rely on the National Weather Service out of Des Moines. They, they provide us uh, quite a few resources and over the last couple of years have, have really upped their game with uh, weather briefing emails for specific areas with specific timing. We have online meetings, uh, usually in the days leading up to a major storm and then throughout the storm itself, early morning meetings. Um, Polk County Emergency Management uh, also provides some of those online meetings as well, depending on the severity of the storm. Yeah. Polk County Public Works is a, another source uh, of information for us as their road department is, is outstanding and communicates with us along the way, uh, along with the Iowa Department of Transportation. And I think um, if, if you haven't used that 511 app out there, uh, there are now all the weather cameras both on the plows and, and on the, the roads across the state of Iowa where you can get real-time uh, data of, of what's happening out there that that's also provided a, a help. So we'll monitor those weather apps. Um, and then at some point, uh, Gary, you and I are, are talking on the phone or texting or, or meeting in person as, as the events lead up to a, a winter storm and just kind of going through the plans that you just outlined for us to, to make sure we're, we're ready to go. Yes, we've always worked very closely on that, and it's 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 worked over the years well. You bet. So, so the morning of a winter storm usually starts around four o'clock, um, where we're we're up and observing the weather and and taking a look and monitoring those weather apps as well. Somewhere around four thirty, um, we're out on the road uh, driving the major and minor roads in, in the district. Uh, Gary, you usually have the, the kind of southern area of the district, uh, down around Vandalia and, and that general area. Uh, yes, yeah, as needed, where needed, depending on the weather, yes. Sure, sure. Um, and then around 4.45 or so, we have a, a phone conference that just kind of 
check in and, and discuss what we're seeing with those road conditions. Um, I'll also consult with, with other local districts and superintendents and, and transportation managers, buildings and grounds managers, uh, city and, and county officials if, if needed, again, depending on the severity of the storm, and, and certainly uh, the National Weather Service if needed. Again, they do provide a direct line where I can call at any time and, and ask specifically for locations within our district uh, what their forecast is, and that's really been a big help. So by 5.15, no later than 5.30, a decision needs to be made, either a, a two-hour delay or a cancellation, and then we start the notification process, and, and that gets out to uh, the local radio, TV stations online, and, and gets the word out there to let people know. If it's a two-hour delay, uh, we'll monitor the weather and make a final call no later than 7 o'clock a.m. for a cancellation. Rarely, if conditions are too dangerous, we may close the entire district, all offices. But again, that's that's an extremely rare occurrence. I can think of only two um, in the last decade or so. Yes. One of them was last year when it was minus 75 wind chill. That was one of those extremely rare occurrences. It was extreme. So, you know, another thing that, that often comes up with this is uh, we also coordinate with the activities director. Most of the time, cancellations uh, are mirrored with practices and, and games, but sometimes the weather clears up during the day uh, for evening events, and, and those events can still occur. Uh, again, a lot of times due to, Gary, the work that your crew has done throughout the day to get uh, things back and ready, ready to go. Early dismissal sometimes throws us a, a curveball. Most of the time when weather hits during the day and students are at school, they're in the safest place possible. But when it's clear that conditions are gonna deteriorate over the day and it's gonna be maybe more dangerous at regular dismissal time, it, it might be necessary to dismiss early. And for us, that means two hours earlier than their normal building dismissal. Uh, a decision for that really has to be made no later than 10.30 in the morning in order for our transportation department to get their staff in and get our uh, fleet of buses up and ready to transport students. So there really is no secret formula. Um, as we talked about earlier, the, the weather in Iowa can be very unpredictable. And uh, the decision to cancel school is, it's rarely an easy one. And it's something that we all put a lot of thought into and take very seriously here at Southeast Polk. We know that uh, changing schedules can be burdensome for families, for childcare and, and work. As you've heard, the process involves collecting data from many sources and it involves many people. Some of that data includes temperature, visibility, road conditions, precipitation, forecasts, severity of the weather, timing of the weather events, the ability of buses to, to operate safely, and the ability to functionally operate our buildings. But ultimately, it's the safety of our students and staff that's always the deciding factor in our decision. We also recognize that conditions may vary for each individual student and family, and, and we will always respect the decision of the parent when it comes to the safety of their children and sending them to school on winter weather days. We just ask that you communicate this with your student's school. Well, we've been lucky so far. Gary, can you promise to keep the snow away for as long as possible? Yes, I can. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. 
I, I just hope we didn't jinx things with that by saying it out loud. Yeah. But I, seriously, in all seriousness, I want to thank you for sharing all this information with us and, and for all of your efforts and your department's efforts in keeping our students, staff, and, and families safe during this winter weather season. Thank you very much. Keep I'm up the great forward work. forward to it. You bet. Keep up the great work, Gary. Thank you. Thanks for your support. Well, that's it for today. I want to say thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of All Things SEP. We'll be back soon with new updates. We'll see you next time.